around you. And welcome everybody to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a wonderful week and a great weekend as well. We are here. It's actually snowing here where we are. Hope you're not experiencing too much snow, but uh, just light snow here today where we are located. But um, thank you so much for tuning in and also thank you very much for following us on social media. I noticed we had a whole bunch of new subscribers this week on our YouTube channel. That's awesome. We thank you very much for that. And also don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet and also like our videos as well and also share them if you like them that helps us out a lot here at haunting light podcast uh well this week we do have a special guest as usual uh we're going to be talking to wisdom within the winds this week uh she's going to talk to us about what she does her journey that she's been on and talking a little bit about uh oracle cards today as well as uh chakras and reiki that she does as well so uh let's bring her in today hello and how are you doing Uh, thank you for being here on Haunting Live. I really appreciate you taking your time out this weekend and joining us here and talking about what you do. Um, yeah, so I just introduced you there about um, talking about what you do, and some of that is about uh, Oracle cards, as well as Reiki, and as well as Chakra. So you're into a whole bunch of different things, which is amazing. And um, let's talk a little bit about how you got into it. First of all, what was the first thing that drew you into the field? little crystal shop in my hometown and I'd always see them and there was something about them that I was always drawn to like just something in my soul that I just I needed to have a set in my hands but at the time like nobody in my family or sort of none of my friends and that kind of stuff was into their you know they weren't into Oracle cards so I was kind of like okay this is interesting what is this and then eventually I'm like you know what I'm gonna get a deck and I got my hands in one and it almost felt like being connected with the part of myself that I didn't know was missing. It's just something about them that just, it felt like it has always been a part of who I am. And I just felt a strong connection with them. And yeah, I started out with one deck and now how many years later, I think I have about 30. <laughs> that's the way it seems, seems things seem to go when you're into the cards, tarot <laughs> cards or oracle cards, either one, you always seem to end up with a couple hundred decks on your counter or your uh, shelves at home. And, uh, it just matter which one speak to you, I think, right? Which ones are you drawn to? Yeah, definitely for me, I really love ones that are connected to nature. Like just nature ones are so beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I think those are as well. I like kind of the mystical type ones, like maybe ones that have the moons or the witchery type stuff on it. I like those kind of ones as well. So, um, so what, how did you start learning them? Like, how did you get into sort of, did you teach yourself how to do them or were you taught how to do them or? Yeah, it started off that I just sort of worked with them for myself. I would just spend time, you know, looking at the cars, just really holding my hands, just really connecting with them. So I did that for a little bit. And then there actually was a period of time, sort of like in my teenage years is when I sort of worked with the cards for myself. And then, you know, I went away to college and actually sort of got a career in the city. So for a while, actually working with Oracle cards were kind of put on the shelf because it's kind of like, you know, have to get a career in the city. And that part of myself, I just sort of forgot about it. And then it was actually Hay House was coming to Toronto and they're actually having a bunch of people doing some teaching. So at the time, 
uh, Doreen Virtue, who actually did Oracle cards at the time and the angel card, she was doing a teaching. So I signed up for one of her class to be a certified angel card reader. And then after that, it's kind of like I found my way back to them again. So after sort of having a, a period of time, I really wasn't using them as much. I got reconnected and it was like, I never stopped using them. It was like, just, you know, as a good friend or family member, they just, it came back to me. Yeah, it happens that way, I think, too. So sometimes you get used to it and you start using them, but then you drop it for a while, then you go back to it again later. Was that the kind of case with you? Did you find that you, you kind of were drawn back to using them at all? Or was you like pushed back into it? Yeah, definitely. Even for that period of time when I really wasn't using them, I could still feel that pull in me. It's like, you need to come back to these. Like, this is what you're meant to sort of do. This is meant what you're supposed to be working with. But again, at the time, like, you know, I was young, it's like, I need to have a career and I need to work, you know, on these other things that aren't the mystical or the divination side of things. But slowly, I just, you know, like after I did the angel card certification, I just sort of started using them again and working with them again. And then even just doing them for, for friends and family, just to get that use of like working with them and using them on a daily basis or as much as I could. That's actually a great way to do it. And uh, especially if you're just getting into it, it's a great way to kind of learn your own technique on it is to do it for family or friends rather than having to face a client at the other end of the table, right? Mm -hmm. Did you find it hard to switch over from doing family and friends to doing clients? I've never had any issues with that because when I read Oracle cards, it's almost sort of like, I just sort of how to explain it that it's almost like I'm, I'm in the moment, but it's almost like a certain part of me sort of shuts off and this other part of me comes through. Um, even my mom has said that she's noticed that obviously doing it for family, but she says that she can actually see my body change. Like my body will kind of do this whole different thing. And she says, you look like a completely different person. So Thankfully, when I do reading for friends and family, it's like, I know, obviously I know they're, you know, connected to me, but I'm able to shut that off and just really focus on the message that they need to know. No, that's great that you can communicate that way with it as well. Does it work uh, fairly easy for you? Like when you read the cards, um, how do messages come through for you? Like, do you get them fairly clearly or do you have to like, is there a way that you focus on the cards or? For me, they come in a few different ways. And I don't always read directly from the cards. Like sometimes, whether it's for family or friends or even a client, I always say, don't get nervous if you see a certain card, like if there's a certain message, because for me, the Oracle cards are almost the key to unlock the message. And that just helps me connect to the angelic realm. And so when I receive messages, they'll come in in different ways. Like I might see certain colors. And for me, certain colors will represent different things. Uh, for example, if I see the color gold, for me, that represents the most ultimate love, you know, infinite love that's being surrounded by that person. So maybe if they're going through a difficult time, I'm going to see this color of gold. Other times I'll get certain words that will actually just, it's almost like flashing if it's just like, okay, healing, or you need to look after your health, like words will come up really strongly. And then other times it's just, I'll just receive the message and I'll just know that this is the message that they're meant to hear. Yeah, and how do those messages come to you? Do you find that they come through the cards or are you finding that they come through spirit, that they're talking to you that way or? For me, they actually come through the angelic realm because I'll connect to the angels and they'll pass on the messages for me. And again, that's why I sort of tell the clients that okay, don't be nervous if you see certain cards, what the meanings might be, because 
that might be a call, even just a color on the card. It might just be a keyword on the card, but that's going to help connect me to the angelic realm. And then that's what's going to help me receive the messages that they need to know. And um, how do your clients receive um, the messages from you? Do you find that they're fairly accurate when you're doing it? Or have you had a lot of practice at getting the answers coming through that they expect? Or um, At times, I mean, again, when I was doing readings, again, I try to tell people that sometimes too, when doing a reading, what you want to know may not be what you need to know. I describe it as, you know, if you're talking to your best friend and you need advice this is the information or these are the messages that you're going to get. So sometimes if they're going through certain situations, I'll receive messages and it will resonate with them. It will make sense and it will help them figure out the next steps to take. But other times it may be something that they weren't even focusing on, but it's something that they're like, oh, okay, yes, now that, you know, that can't help me or that actually does make sense. So I try to tell people again, just be sort of open-minded and that you're going to receive whatever you need to know, like at this moment in time, that's where you're going to hear to help support you. That's good. Um, do you find that your clients um, actually get the messages that they want to hear? Like, are the cards fairly accurate when you do your readings? Like, are they presenting the right messages that you expect as well? Yeah, most times people, they'll say like, yeah, I really need to, you know, be, they get certain messages that they're like, yeah, I know I need to be doing that. So maybe it's something that, you know, they kind of know they, they should be doing it, but maybe it's not necessarily the direction they want to go in, but they know their intuitions kind of telling them to go in. So the situations like that, or maybe there might be things that at the time, it may not make sense, but then, you know, maybe it's like a month later, it's like, oh, remember when, and then things will sort of make sense then. Yeah, I find that too, especially with the readings that you get sometimes, they're not always meant for right now, they're meant for a moment in time later on, right? They might be something in the future for somebody. And sometimes too much, it just might come through and they might even forget, like even I know I've experienced that when I've had readings and someone's like, okay, well, do you remember when like so-and-so may have happened? I'm like, no, that, that doesn't make sense. And then it's like a week later, a month later, I'm like, oh yeah, wait, no, I remember, so... Yeah, it comes back on them later on, like once they have a reading, they might think, no, that doesn't apply to me, or they might think, like later on, they might have a relapse of it and say, yeah, okay, I remember that in the reading that she gave me later, or before, and it came true later on, so. And that's um, part of the reason why, too, when I actually do the readings, I actually offer it, uh, I offer it as like an email PDF, so that way, the person, the client, they'll actually get the whole like, you know, they'll get pictures of their cars and they'll actually get a booklet with their messages. So that way it's something that they can always look back on. Cause again, I know for myself doing readings, sometimes too, you're in the moment and you may not be taking notes and you might forget certain things or you're too busy trying to take notes that you might miss certain messages or at least this way, everything's in a booklet. And then that way they can always come back to it and read it and it's there for them. Yeah, that's a good way to do it too. A lot of uh, readers will actually give them a recorded session as well so people can go back and check things out. That's great. Um, another thing that you also do is um, chakra alignment or you talk about chakras as well. So talk about that for a little bit. Um, tell us how you got into dealing with the chakras and does that relate to the cards at all that you do? Um, I got into the chakras. That Part of it was from becoming a Reiki practitioner. So I kind of got into them because of that. But another component of it was also because I became a certified crystal healer and we learned about how certain crystals can help the chakras. So that's really got me into them. And again, it just, 
the idea of trying to help people find ways to, to find the path or things that they can do to sort of help heal themselves. So that's when I kind of got interested in learning about that so I could help other people on things they can do for themselves to clear them and balance them. Right. Yeah. Does it work at all with the cars or is it a totally separate uh, field of study that involves well, those shockers and cards? Yeah, like when I do when I do just like a regular Oracle card reading, nothing with the chakras will come in. But actually, I have a service that I offer and it's uh, it's a chakra pendulum dowsing and intuitive guidance. So then what I do is using a pendulum. And again, this is done through emails. So again, like people don't have to set up an appointment or anything. They'll get it to their inbox and they'll receive all the information that they need to know. But I'll find out from the person you know, what their levels are at. So is it chaotic? Is it balanced? Is it sort of just stay, you know, staying at not doing anything. And then from that, I will receive messages from the angelic realm on things they can do to help balance their chakras. So for me, it's, it's I don't necessarily always want to give a quick fix for the person because that may not help in the long term. that might help in the moment, but in the long term, it can't, it may not always stay that way. So I'll receive messages and what the person can do to sort of help balance their chakras and get them back in alignment. But what I also do is for each chakra that's not balanced, I'll pull an Oracle card. And so they'll receive like an intuitive message, but they'll also receive a bonus message of an Oracle card that will have something to a message to pass on to them on what they need to know. Okay. So I, that's why I was asking, I guess, because I wasn't sure if those two could interact at all because mm -hmm. it's a totally kind of different field, but it's great that you found a way to actually integrate those two together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was just from different experiences that I did and I'm kind of like, Hey, let's kind of put this sort of thing together and just sort of make it something special for the person. And it's also a personal note too, right? Like they're not just getting a chakra session. They're also getting the reading as well at the same time. So they can get both mm -hmm. of those together and there might be more meaning there to somebody, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a two for one in a way. It's kind of like they get this nice sort of sort of thing and they can do for the chakras, but they also get the, the messages for the Oracle cards. No, that's really good. Um, so what kind of information do you provide to a client then when you are providing say a, a chakra session um, what type of information do they kind of come for and what do they expect out of it well it's just sort of sometimes people come into it maybe just open-minded they're kind of like maybe they don't have any issues going on they're just like hey I just want to find out like what's going on another time maybe there's certain things going on in their life and maybe they want to see if certain things are feeling whether it's physically emotionally could be connected to a chakra so it's just a way by doing that I can just sort of find out what's going on so yeah, I mean, sometimes people will like have sort of general idea of information that they're expecting or what they want to hear from it. But then there's other times that people, they might receive information that they didn't know they needed, but they're like, you know what, that makes total sense. You know, maybe one thing might be they need to spend more time in nature to help ground themselves. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. But like that. Yeah, that sounds great. You know, like maybe I'll try those things. So again, I always try to remind people just to be sort of open-minded. What you receive may not be what you want to hear, but you're going to receive what you need to know to help you at this moment. Yeah, and that's kind of like the Oracle card base too, right? Like Oracle cards tend to tell you what you need to know mm -hmm. rather than getting a reading because they kind of tell you the information directly rather than saying a reading is just like, well, this might happen to you kind of thing. But the Oracles will say, this is what you need to know. Um, it's sort of along the same lines as that. 
exactly. Yeah, because sometimes there's always two of the misconception, whether it's Oracle cards through the pendulum dowsing that I do, or if it's also through just the, the Oracle card reading itself, people sometimes think that a reading is going to predict the future or it's going to give them the exact answers that they need to know. But I try to remind people that, you know, we all have free will. Our future is not set in stone. You know, things can change, but this is meant to help you and guide you to help you sort of connect to that wisdom within yourself and to help to learn to trust that intuition within yourself. It's just there to sort of help guide them along. That's exactly it too, right? It's more of a guidance for people. It's more of a way of helping them through a situation rather than providing, you know, the answers that they might be expecting. So, Mm -hmm. but it's what they need to know. So, Um, you also got into another topic, uh, as well as the cards you're into, the Reiki and the um, chakras. So Reiki is the other one that you're into. Um, how did you get involved in doing Reiki? I actually got into Reiki years ago. I actually had uh, first Reiki treatment. And at the time, I was actually going through, I just had a bad breakup, you know, so obviously there's a lot of sadness, like a lot of sort of emotional weight that I just, you know, I thought I had released it. I thought I was releasing it, but I just, you know, it felt like it was stuck. And so I had a Reiki treatment and then afterwards it almost felt, I can only describe it as if you had armor on, or if you had this weight and then it just felt like it completely shattered and I felt so light and I felt so free. And I'm like, this is such a beautiful experience. It was such a beautiful feeling to go through. And I just thought, how amazing would that be to be able to provide this for other people to help them, whatever they're going through, to just give them some support. Just, oh, I just, it was beautiful. <laughs> so you had it done on yourself first and you've experienced it for your own self to see what it was like. Um, then did you sort of decide, well, this will be something that I can do or did, how did you come about thinking that you wanted to provide that for people? Yeah, I just knew that it was something I wanted to provide for people because similar to the Oracle cards, it just felt like it was a part of myself that has always been there. I've always had this feeling that I've always felt that my purpose was meant to help and support people but obviously at the time I wasn't sure how I could do that and then it was just through time that you know discovered the oracle cards and then the even the reiki is just it was a learning experience kind of over time and over years but I just had always felt that I knew I want to support people I want to help people provide healing for people and I was just fortunate enough that I got to experience it for myself and then was able to to learn how to do it that's great. Did you have to take any courses for it or is it something that you kind of self-taught yourself? Or? I did. I took a course. So I took a course, uh, probably would have been in the early 2000. And then again, a sort of situation with the Oracle cards where, you know, I kind of got busy with a career, you know, working in the city, you know, working long hours and all these kind of things. So that part of myself, you know, when it got put on the shelf, so sort of did the Reiki part too. And then actually it was probably about two, three years ago. You know, I'd always felt again, that pull to get into Reiki, but I sort of put it on the back burner. And then about two, three years ago, I went through a potential breast cancer scare and thankfully everything came back benign. I had to get a lumpectomy and whatnot. But when I was going through that, I kept saying like, okay, I don't want to get sick. I can't get sick because I meant to help people. Like I meant to support people. Like I want to provide healing for people. 
And so then after that, when I, you know, recovered from the lumpectomy and I found out my results were benign, I'm like, that's it. Like, I'm going to continue on with my Reiki training and I'm going to move forward. No more stalling, no more trying to hold back, just move forward and just focus on helping people. Cause that was, that's always been what's calling to my soul. No, that's a wonderful story. I'm glad things worked out for you, especially that you didn't have anything serious happen and that um, it was actually a calling for you to come back to it. So do you think that there was a push for you to get better to be able to do that then? I think it was. I think that may have been like a wake up call to kind of be like, okay, you've got something else you need to be doing like normal. No, don't hold back. No more. Just, you know, what if, because even part of it too, I was always sort of scared to follow that calling because uh, the condition I was born with called neurofibromatosis. And what it does is it, one of the many things it does is that it causes tumors to grow internally and externally. So externally, I have what you could call bumps, but they're actually fibromas, they're tumors. So because of that, that was another thing that sort of held me back as well, because I was always sort of scared, like, why would somebody want health and healing from someone like me when I've got this condition that there is no cure for, but you want to help and support people like you want to give healing for people. And that kind of held me back. And so when I had that experience with the potential breast cancer scare, I think it was a wake up call. Like, no, like you have a purpose. You need to follow it. Like, don't let fear hold you back. Don't let the what ifs hold you back. Don't let what people might say, hold you back. You need to do what you were meant to do on this earth. So I went for it. Yeah. That's amazing that you're able to overcome those situations and get back to doing what you were meant to do. So um, how are things nowadays? Like, are you able to still provide the services for people that you want to do? Or have you had to modify anything through the pandemic and stuff like that? Or Thankfully, I've still been able to do services for people because I've always sort of done things either like distance Reiki or again, even the readings, I do them through email. I also do like a Zoom reading with my husband within the winds where he does tarot reading and I do an Oracle card reading. So thankfully, even before COVID, like these were sort of already in place of how business was going. So in that sense, that hasn't changed at all. No, that's great. Same with our business here too, a Haunting Live. Uh, we're able to start doing more of this kind of thing, which is the interactive networking type stuff, which is great. And um, I can't thank you enough for being on with us here today and taking time out to talk about your journey. It sounds amazing what you've been through. Um, so do you have anything that you're currently working on now that you'd like to talk about that you are any projects or anything that you're currently working on? Well, I'm currently working on coming up with one-on-one -on -one coaching packages because this year, I became a spiritual life coach, and I also became a mindfulness and meditation teacher. So my goal is that in the new year, I want to be able to do one-on-one -on -one coaching because I really want to help people find their purpose on earth. I want people to believe in their full potential because I think we all have gifts and medicines and abilities to share with the world, and especially now more than ever on earth, like these things are needed. So I really want to help people just believe in themselves and, you know, similar to my situation, don't let fear hold you back. Don't let the what ifs hold you back. You have magic. You have so much beauty within yourself and just follow your dreams. No, that's great advice, especially these times where things are still so up in the air. I don't think people understand like I know myself I've been feeling 
a lot of pressure lately on myself trying to make sure everything still gets done and that we need to get done in life kind of thing and um, it's hard some days it's hard to keep pushing forward some days um, so what advice would you have for somebody since you have some training in being a life coach what would you say to people that maybe have that situation right now because of COVID or because of the last couple of years or whatever situation they're in and maybe they're having paranormal experiences or they're experiencing spiritual things that they're not used to um, what would you recommend for people I would probably just say for one thing, just believe in yourself, just because again, we all have abilities and gifts and medicines to share with the world and just and believe in your full potential and your worthiness and just, yeah, that's, that's what it's about. It's like just believing in yourself and your worthiness. No, that's perfect. That's, I think, exactly what some people might need right now, too. So um, thank you very much, though, for being with us, Christine. I appreciate you, you taking so time out. Uh, I know you were uh, filling in for this bot, so I appreciate you taking your time out and joining us here today on Haunting Life to talk about your journey. It's been amazing to listen to your story and um, also what service you can provide for your clients. So um, just to recap, do you want to go over everything that you provide for your clients as well as where they can reach you at? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. So yeah, so I offer email Oracle card readings. So what the client will receive is a PDF booklet and it will have a picture of even the crystals that I use during a session. Cause even through email, I still treat it as if it was an in-person session. So I cleanse the space. I'll intuitively choose crystals to use during the reading. So they'll receive a picture of their crystals that were used, the card spread, the card with the messages. So that's one service that I offer. And then I also offer the chakra pendulum dowsing and intuitive guidance. And again, that's sort of like an email session. So they'll receive a customized PDF booklet with all the information that's directly meant for them. And then I also do distance Reiki. So that would be done on Zoom. So with that, the client, we would just have like a quick talk to say, you know, why, why do they feel that they needed this session? What's going on in their life? Just to gain some information. And then we kind of go off I'll send the distance Reiki and then we can reconnect again, just kind of go over what they may have experienced, messages that may have came through. So those, are, and then there's also actually the reading with my husband, Rebel Star Tarot, which is called the Hermit and the High Priestess. And he does a tarot card reading and I do an oracle card reading. And then we just sort of combine the messages together at the end to see how they might be parallel and connect with each other. Yeah, and for those that might not be aware, we have had um, her husband on in the past here on Haunting Live, Rebel Star Tarot, Ivan. Um, you can go check out his episode here on our YouTube channel as well to check out what he does directly with his tarot readings. And it's been amazing to have you both on. Um, you're both so supportive of us, of us here at Haunting Live. I know you follow us quite a bit, so thank you very much for that as well. And um, again, thank you for being on and taking time out to talk to us here today on Haunting Live. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You. Take care. You too. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was Christine from Wisdom in the Winds. Uh, thank her very much for joining us here today and talking to us about what she does. Uh, she does oracle cards, she does um, chakras, and she also does Reiki as well. So she's into a whole bunch of different cool things. And it was great to hear her story about her journey, about how she went through all of those things and uh, what she does for her company, which is Wisdom Within the Winds, along with her partner, which is Ivan, we've had on the past here as well 
about, which is Rebel Star Tarot. So go check out both of those. Um, both the videos are here on our YouTube channel as well. You can check out their information too in the descriptions below. So again, thank you to her for being on today, taking time out to talk to us about her journey. But other than that, guys, um, yeah, usual things. Thank you so much for following us here on our social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel if you haven't subscribed yet. If you like what we do here, uh, hit the subscribe button. And also don't forget to hit a like for us as well on the video. That helps us out and gets us out there a bit more. Uh, we're trying to grow our subscriber list as well. We'd be wonderful if we could reach 500 subscribers. We're almost there. We're at 467 or 68 right now. So it'd be great to get up to 500 by the end of the year if we can. Uh, of course, we're pushing for more all the time. So share this with your friends. Tell us about um, what we do here let them know uh, we have a new paranormal guest each and every week here right here live on youtube to talk about what they do in the paranormal field and they are brand new live interviews each and every sunday at four o'clock right here on haunted life podcast so with that guys uh, also don't forget to check out uh, chris here at haunted life podcast he does divine angel readings every saturday night at eight o'clock he goes across different ones and sometimes there's even a special guest uh, on, you never know, or a special host there on Divine Angels. Uh, so go check that out as well. Uh, but that's about all, guys. Uh, so thank you very much. Take care. Have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll see you back here next week for the next guest on Haunted Live Podcast. I have been a medium or an intuitive person any of my family can remember. When I started talking, it wasn't always to people who were in the room. Well, I started off as Revealing Light Tarot. I've um, moved more over the last four years, um, astrology and spiritualism. In a way, spiritualism goes back to my roots. I suppose my first gift I had, and I thought everybody knew, I thought this is a really bad one. I always knew when people were not telling the truth. And I thought everybody could do that. It was a bit of a shock afterwards when I found out that actually what I was doing, I was, I was tapping into something else. So when I was a very young kid, I actually used to see some orbs in my room and dark, dark figures, and I, I was very afraid of the dark. It was right when I had like one computer in my house. Um, and I would go on and I'd Google ghosts and like look into it to see, understand them, but I would also get very freaked out.